You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. Comes driving forwards, clips it on, looking for Roberts, he tries to dummy it, it doesn't work. And now a chance for even for the break, Igor cuts in for the right, plays it over the top, looking for Robertson, good ball. And uh, Robertson back, here's a Hooper, up against the last defender, Mike Williams, takes him on, Williams goes in wide, to shot, goes of a chance to cross, swings down Jerry, Hooper helps it on, Robertson is totally clear on goal, 2-0, and that's History of the worst kind is about to be made as Ward clips it long looking for Proctor who backs in and chests it down the plaintive sound of the final whistle Proctor slams the ball away in anger Doan has his head in his hands Roberts stands hands on hips Steve Evans slumped to the ground his head in his hands Taylor his hands on his knees Wrexham after 87 years are out of the football league. Just started like slight chance to get up there and thought we could do it. To be honest, yeah, it's just devastating. We've been dreading it really. Massive disappointment. You know, this last probably three months has been a major, major disappointment. Really, it's hard to take. Really, um, especially myself played so many games for Wrexham in in the football league and current divisions and stuff. So yeah, it's it's obviously it's not sunk in just yet, but it's obviously it's hard to take at the moment. It's difficult what to what to say to that really. It's hard one, so. We've underperformed every single one of us. Um, you know, we, we we take the blame for that. Um, we've not we've not done enough uh, throughout the whole season, and the table reflects that. So, um, massive disappointment, and uh, re- really only apologise to the fans because uh, after last season they, they didn't deserve what we've put them through this season. So, um, yeah, as I said, we, we can only apologise for that. It's, it's horrible, horrible day. It's just all come to an end. The disappointed voices of Wrexham players and staff after the defeat last Tuesday, 22nd of April 2008, will go down as one of the major dates in Wrexham's history for the worst. But we must go on, and so it's time to reflect on the past and maybe look a little bit towards the future. I'm joined by Alice Mathiason's Anthony Hughes down in the pod, and it's a pretty depressing one this time as well, Wrexham. Finally, we're down. How do you feel about it, lads? Fairly well, devastated. Mm-hmm. It was just on Tuesday night. I was just well. I think I just nine o'clock. Just went to bed. Mm-hmm. Just decided. No, I've had enough now. It wasn't really a big shock, like to mm-hmm. find out that relegates. Because just knew it's going to happen. Like for a few weeks now, just waiting for it. Really, out of waiting. <laughs> yeah, it's been painful, hasn't it? I, I must. Admit, I was worried for me because I. I knew it was coming, and I didn't think I'd feel that low in a way when it happened. I thought, well, it's bound to happen. But still, you know, seeing all the players sickened on the pitch afterwards and seeing how depressed they all were walking out, you know, it did make you realise, you know, it, it hit home even though I was expecting it. It still, it still hurts, didn't you know? I think that's what hit me because after Saturday, I would have preferred to have gone down mm. Notts County, but after Saturday when they won, and I was thinking, this might be another great, great, great escape. Mm. 
and then they just blew it against Hereford. Yeah, yeah. They, um, mind you, I suppose it's funny when you look back, you realise how it couldn't have happened. I mean, we've not won two games in a row all season, and we were asking to win four. But yeah, I was the same. On Saturday, I suddenly got really excited. Think, oh, look at that table. Yeah. And mind you, that was part of the thing that upset me because I looked at the table, I added up how many points we could get, and how many the others would stick on, and I thought, hang on, even if we lose at Hereford, we can still do it. And it was only Tuesday afternoon I realised that Dagenham and Mansfield were playing each other, so one of them had to get more points, and we could go down on Tuesday. And I think it was a bit of a shock in that way. I was yeah, it sort of makes it feel a bit worse because like you build it up, like you win a game, you think, oh, there might still be a chance, but then lost to Hereford, so no, then no chance. Yeah, but we can't really. I mean, a few seasons ago we got relegated back to League Two. And I thought, well, without the ten points, we might have been safe. But this season, there's been nothing. It's just been purely down to the players and you know the staff of the club, because all the other clubs around us, they've won the games that needed winning, the Mansfield games, the Notts County games. Fair enough, we did beat Notts County on Saturday. We've lost to Dagenham twice. We've lost to Mansfield twice. There's twelve points. There were easy takings if we would have been on our game. Yeah, I, we've thrown away a lot of easy points. Like I said, we, last year they managed to get some spirit going, didn't they? And yeah. this year it hasn't happened. I, I was thinking, <laughs> sad fact, Anorak. We've not won two games in a row season, right? If we don't win our last two games now, that means this will be the first season in Wrexham's history where we've never won two games in a row. That's pretty pathetic. Shocking. <laughs> and, and also, yeah, it's a quiz question, huh? When's the last time we scored three goals in a game? Uh, is it four seasons ago? No, oh no, no, no not that <laughs> pessimistic, it's not quite. Like Think of a big game last season. Very end of last season. Boston. Boston. Oh. That's the last time we scored three goals in a game. Right? If we don't score three goals in a game in the last two matches, that will also be the first season ever in our history where we've not scored three goals once in any game. There's, there's some of uh, one of the lads who goes to the football with me. His dad had put a bet that Wrexham would win one game the season, 3-1, yeah. and he still hasn't had his winnings. Yeah, I wouldn't put money on it. Let's have a straight the thing. These next two games look winnable, if we were any good. Yeah. And if we could have just squeezed something out at Hereford. But but Hereford looked good, to be fair. They, they did yeah. a decent size. And, and, and the young lads did well. What do you think of this You know, little suddenly picking young lads and leaving Bolland and Spender out? Seems odd. It's, it's like I was... Listening to an interesting thing last night on Sky Sports saying that little, I don't know what's happening, he seems to block a player out of the team, and then just when that player's getting out of match practice and out of match fitness, suddenly he brings him back. It's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, he throws Hope totally out of the scene, brought him back in. Levi Mackin totally out of the scene, brought him back in. Gaz Evans, mm-hmm. gone, back in. Mm-hmm. It was like a first team regular. What? Mm-hmm. You know, some of the players he's bringing back in as well. It's like, what are you doing? Do you feel sorry for me? Just trying to give them a game because they're just not good enough. Yeah, yeah. It's the simple fact of the squad; they're not good enough. I'd have thought we'd learned enough about Mackin to know what he can and can't do. Might now. I mean, my pet project's Murta, who I think Murta looks a decent player, and I think he should have been given more of a chance. And I'm glad he's thrown back in. And yet, it looked like he looked like he wasn't interested in him. Another, you know, he and Mackin were sent off to the bottom of the conference. I mean, yeah. and all of a sudden, they're our best. They're our first choice. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see Murta given a chance, but. I, I don't understand that. I mean, Ga- Gaz Evans, sorry, Anthony, he takes his game, but he doesn't, it's not there. It's, mm-hmm. He reads the game well, but when he makes his interception, he takes a touch, 
and then he takes another touch, and then it, it's like a delayed reaction. You can't just get the ball and just bang straight play the one touch football. And even when he does, he's usually a lot of those you know some of those passes are whacked out of play, and that's not what you want in league football. Mm-hmm. I think as a, uh, I, I see I see what you say. I still pick him out of hope though. <laughs> yeah. <honest> with you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I, I take your point completely. Um, anyway, the players were devastated afterwards, and I spoke afterwards to Neil Roberts, who think summed it all up for everybody. Yeah, at least, you know, hopefully, it, I'm, I'm hoping everyone's hurting because you should do. Because you know, we've, we've put in what is a what is a poor season, and, and we've let um, the biggest thing is we've, we've let ourselves down. Um, you know, obviously. We've let the fans down and the club and that, but we've let ourselves down as well. Um, and that's probably the most, uh, it, sh- it should be the thing that hurts most. And what you've done in your career, it's obviously, you've done a lot, and who you play for, this must be even at the other end of the scale. Yeah, it is, it's a nightmare. It's, um, it's I know, I, I, like I said, it hasn't uh, hasn't really hit me yet. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not nice, and um, I don't know, who knows. Uh, See what, see what happens now. So Neil Roberts there, and he's a, a worthy skipper for us, and he's a local lad, and he's he's gutted about it all. What about the future then? I mean, you know, we go to the conference now; it's a bit of a stepping stone, known, isn't it? Yeah, we just got to hope these good players that we've got stay with us for next season. Need these like experienced players to stay on with playing with the young players as well to come through to rebuild this team for season back. Back into the league. I mean, I sort of agree with some of the things. I mean, I'd like to keep Roberts, and I'd maybe like to keep Steve Evans. But apart from that, the other thirty-four, they can, <laughs> they can just go, just rebuild. Yeah. You know, half of those players, they just they're not football. You know, you have to face the facts. It's good having a big squad. Sort of like Derby, they spent a lot of money on making a very very big squad, but they didn't have any quality in the squad to win in the Premiership. And that's almost what we've done. We've had a few decent players, but we've got no quality in the squad. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I think a big squad's a sign of a poor team. You're, yeah. you're panicking, you're casting around, you're looking for new options because that last one didn't work. I remember when I was a kid, so obviously we're talking about centuries ago, Liverpool won the league, and in those days, a 42 game season as well. And I seem to recall they used 14 players, 15 players in the whole season. They didn't rotate then, you know. Yeah. But hell, I mean, they were settled. If, if you were Liverpool's right back, you were Liverpool's right back. And you, you fought like hell to keep that place because you knew that if you lost your place, you'd never get back in again. Um, and yeah, a big squad's a sign that you just you don't know what the answer is, isn't it, really? Yeah. You just, I mean, Brian Little, and I don't know what to make of him yet because you could say, well, he hasn't had long enough. But then you can also say, yeah, but he did have long enough because he did have the January transfer window and he had some money. And I'm sure that if we would have kept Dennis Smith and Kevin Russell, that we wouldn't have been in the situation we're in at the moment. You know, Brian Little, at the end of the day, he's had a lot of games to get us out of the mess that we're in and we're still being relegated. And then when he came, he's like in a bad position, really. It's tough to do. So you could understand that. Like, like he's done quite bad but in the position he was like it's just hard to deal with really mm, yeah. even the plays he's brought in haven't really been mm. you know Sam Easton he's been he's looked okay mm. but he's been injured Paul Hall injured mm. you know Sonner um, he's uh, isn't he one who's being 
was told that he might not be playing a game because he's picked up an injury. Mm. I mean, he keeps throwing Danny Williams back at him, but he's ne- clearly not match fit. Mm. Bolland, you know, he's a fairly decent player. Gavin Ward, you know, he's okay. Then at other times, you think, well, you've just cost us three points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a very good shot stopper, Ward, isn't he? Not, yeah. not so clever in the air for a big bloke. Yeah. Surprisingly, really. Um, that's the thing, isn't it? You, you look at it and you think, well, yeah, how is he going to be building? Ward, for example, has got a contract for next season. So, was he happy with him as his first choice? I mean, he's, Anthony Williams has got a contract for next season. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and then he's brought Michael Jones back. Uh, and yet, you know, would you look at one of those and say one of them is an outstanding number one choice? It's all up in the air, all across the team, I think, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, like one of those three goalkeepers you just mentioned, like, really, like, not like unique to like be that number one. Like mm. no one really stands out. Mm. Drawbacks to all, maybe they've all we've seen them all make mistakes, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah, You've got to look as well at the bigger picture, not just on the pitch and you know the management of the team. You've also got to look at the management of the football club because Jeff Moss and Nev Dickens, you can say, yeah, you haven't given enough uh, money to the management, and as well. They've just gone last for £300,000 <laughs> off the WST. And the WST have always said, yes, we'll give you the money quite happily if you give us equity in the club. And they're not prepared to give you equity, but they've still gone for money. And then if this all goes rotten, now they'll be saying, well, we did. We tried to go and ask for money so we could bring in loan players, but you wouldn't give it to us. You know, the WST aren't a charity. They uh, got the money because they wouldn't have that money to buy into the club. And Jeff Moss and Nev Dickens are totally, they're almost doing the same thing as Alex Hamilton. They're in it for one thing and one thing only, and everyone needs to know they're in it for the apartments and the money and nothing else. I mean, I, 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 would, I would be careful to put them in, in the same category as Hamilton, because I, uh, yeah, I can't I mean, really say exactly what I think <laughs> of Hamilton, because then I'll get into trouble. But and I do think they stepped in to take it away from him. Um, and like businessmen, you know, businessmen's entitled to have an interest in their investment as well. But you're quite right. I mean, the WST's quite clear on the, on why that money is there. I think it was an incredibly stupid thing to do to try and sort of call their bluff, uh, because WST were never going to say yes because it would be wrong of them to say yes. And all, yeah. all Moss has done is put himself in a corner. He said, "I've got this money. I'll put it into the club, but only if someone else does as well." Well, if he's got that money. I, I don't like. I don't think you should be able to. You should tell a man what to do with his money. But he said it's there, and he's willing to put it in. So don't put, don't attach conditions. Put it in. Yeah. Uh, you know, and give WST, give him some equity. Give him someone on the board who's not. They they said, oh, you can have Arvin Griffiths. Arvin Griffiths, great bloke, but he's a friend of theirs. You know, it's not very democratic to say you can have a representative, but we'll pick him for you. Yeah. That's rubbish. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, why not let the fans have a voice? Yeah. Or why not give the fans the ground, the freehold to the ground, so the ground is safe? And maybe the WST might just be willing to say, all right, then. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a member yeah. of the board. I can't say that. But if you say, we will give you the ground to safekeep, might be the WST will think, oh, that is an offer that's worth considering. You know, we don't maybe get a voice on the board, but we do get that chance to safe keep the ground and look after it. Because at the moment we're in the same position as we were under when Hamilton came in. We own the ground, so somebody can come wandering in, buy the club. They've got the ground; they can redevelop. It's I mean, dangerous. I don't know whether it was just rumours the other day, but I did read something on Red Passion saying 
that there was two bids on the table mm. and both of those bids sounded I don't know because I don't know mm. the full story but they did sound surprising one was a company and one was one man mm. and you have to say is that a property developer mm -hmm. and I think Jeff Moss and Nev Dickens might be the sort of people who'd be thinking you know all this planning applications taking a bit of time let's just get a little bit of money cut and run mm, you know a mm. bit like what Price Griffiths did Price Griffiths wasn't interested in the mm. well he said he was but he showed Alex Hamilton came in and we got into all that trouble and it's really started from that day yeah. onwards that oh, Alex absolutely. Hamilton because since then the money's just gone totally out of the squad mm. we've had no money to buy new players we can't strengthen the squad I mean that's only four or five years ago we could if we would have had a bit of money but one really decent midfielder or something we always knew that as soon as Darren uh, Ferguson left we were going to lose that holding midfielder we should have had money to be able to say well yeah there's money set aside for a new centre midfielder you'll sort that problem we thought we had it in Son or he's injured now yeah, yeah I mean exactly it all goes back to that I agree I, I, I would say that, I, mean, I think Bryce Griffiths has always had Wrexham at heart I would say that, I'm careful saying it but having said that, he had a duty of care to the club to pass it on to the right person and he, he failed to do that um, and like you say about one person turning up to make an offer well, one person doesn't turn up to buy a football club, there's always something else going on yeah. unless they're a multi-millionaire and multi-millionaires don't buy Wrexham so when you see one person making a bid either it's like Gutterman having Hamilton behind him or there's something else going on and you know you need a careful person to select the right option now quite frankly I don't know oh well it's it's depressing isn't it but yeah. uh, I'll tell you I'll, I'll depress you further you know you think about whether we're going to get out and you sort of think oh the crowds we get even if not short term we, sh we won't stay in the conference forever but then I look at Halifax and I think if someone makes a wrong deal now for a new owner yeah. we could end up doing that and Halifax is trying to fight against dropping out and out of the conference so there was an interesting thing I heard uh, I think off, there was a Torquay fan saying that last season he was devastated and the bottom just dropped out but then he said he's never enjoyed his football so much because he goes to the away grounds and there's nobody there you know trying to have a fight or anything mm. and then he goes and watches the team win yeah, week in yeah. week out instead of going and watching the team that's the favourites of relegation he's watching mm. a favourite for promotion well that's a positive note to end on let's, let's hope that's the case next year and we can bounce straight back eh? well you've been listening to Dragon Talk uh, keep listening out for more podcasts as they come along and fingers crossed we haven't even talked about the next week two games don't really matter do they but fingers crossed for next season really Dragon Talk the podcast discusses everything about Wrexham FC